But now, with all of that being said, let us get into SmackDown from last night. So, I, I know we have a lot to talk about, Brian, in regards to a specific topic. But we're going to save that, man. We're going to save the fireworks by the end of this review. But let us start off with the bloodline, uh, with, with Roman Reigns and Jey Uso, as this was a rules, rules of engagement uh, segment. This was, of course, your main event of the night. Uh, Roman Reigns, he's signing... He's signing a contract or something along those lines for the match. And freaking Jey Uso, just like no hesitation, just rips up the freaking contract and just slams the book. He's like, dude, we don't need, we don't need no contract, bro. Like, what are we doing, man? Like, he's like, this right here, this is tribal combat now. As I, That's pretty much the shtick. Tribal combat, which is pretty much is that Roman Reigns is not only putting up his, his universal WWE Universal Championship, but also his his tribal chief name, right? The head of the table, the head of the tribal chief name of that bloodline family. So two things are on the line as opposed to one for this said match. So, you know, Roman says some words, uh, puts the title in the necklace down. Um, they kind of like exchange, like they kind of like, you know, they, they exchange like respect, I guess. It's like they embrace oh, one another, like in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like they embrace one another. Roman goes to walk off and then Solo just goes fucking berserk. He just slips the table. He's about to freaking deliver the Samoan spike to Jay. Roman Reigns stops Solo and then Jay delivers a super kick to Solo Sokoa, leaving, uh, you know, taking Solo out of the ring. And then, you know, Roman and Jay are just staring at one another. They don't do anything. And I like that. Don't show too much physicality. Yeah. Save that shit for the fucking match. Um, and then, yeah, freaking the Roman Paul Heyman, they all walk up the rampway and, and that's, and that's your segment. So before I get into my thoughts, man, Brian, I'll have you start, man, your thoughts about this rules of engagement, this new twist on the match here and, and this segment overall in regards to Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. Man, I thought the se the segment was fantastic, man. And, and here's why, like, um, so since Roman has been pinned now, right. You're you're starting to see this um, a little bit different side of Roman where he's he's unsure he's he's uneasy right he's you know all of these things that you you haven't typically seen in Roman over the last three years right um, and things like when Jay rips up the contract and uh, you know says this is a tribal combat and he's like do the elders know about this you know it's yeah. just this yeah. this this unsure. Uh, part of Roman that we haven't seen. And, um, and yeah, like by the end, so it, it, it was a little confusing why Roman stopped him other than just, yeah, it was just honoring the, 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 the tradition and the ceremony of what they're Yeah. Doing. That probably, yeah, that, that would make right. sense in regards to that. Yeah. But you see the, the little, the reactions and the look and the facial expressions on Roman. And this is what I mean about like his selling and storytelling, because now with Jay, like what is he always said about Jay? Like Jay will fall in line, right? Well, now you're seeing Jay; he's not hesitating to give a super kick to his brother. Like, I mean, bam! Like no hesitation at all. Like he's ready. Like this is mm -hmm. this is where we're going. And so, just you know, again, it, there wasn't much physicality in it. It was more just just the words spoken and the facial expressions. 
but it told the whole fucking story, man. And that's why it's so damn good, dude. Um, so yeah, I thought the se- the segment was fantastic, man. Really did. Yeah, no, and and I I one hundred percent agree with you. Um, again, this the, everybody, man, it's just they do such a tremendous job in just what they're given and um just telling the story. And like you said, man, just it's 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 good, man. You know, again, it, it's just like for three plus years they've been telling this fucking story, and you would think like there would be now. If, can I think of better segments over the past several oh, years sure, in regards sure. to the story? Absolutely, right. But again, it was it a you know, it accomplished what it needed to accomplish. And, and for what the show was overall, and we're going to get into most of the show and what, what, what the fuck this show was from the start to when this segment took place, man, I'll fucking take it, man. Um, this is still the best story that's being told right now in this company. Um, and yeah, man, it's just, and here's another thing too. It's just Jimmy Uso, right? You, You would, you think you wonder, what Jimmy's place is going to be in all of this, because, you know, we, and, and I remember the the interview with Ariel Hawani and them, them talking about a potential feud with one another, right? Both the Uso brothers, like, would you ever consider you guys feuding against one another? So that could be in the back of my mind that maybe some point down the road that could potentially happen. Maybe, you know, like maybe as of right now, probably not, but could you see that in the near future? You probably could, man. Um, maybe they'll save that for WrestleMania, maybe like down the road, they want to like, you know, save that for a really big moment for a really big, you know, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a stretch of a story leading into WrestleMania or to, or maybe another big pay-per-view. So yeah, man. So there, there's a I lot. Mean, so I mean, it's, I, I go ahead, Ryan. Cover from it, and for sure. I'd be down with that. But I think if, if that was to happen, I think it wouldn't, it couldn't happen at this coming up mania. It would have to be like the following mania after that. Yeah. That, I, that, I, and that's, that's what I mean. Right. Like it wouldn't, yeah, pr- yeah. it probably wouldn't be like as of anything, maybe this year or right now, but definitely something yeah. moving forward. And and that's what I'm also thinking with, with, with Jimmy in regards to when he does come back, um, like what his situation is going to be in regards to this story. And that's, you know, so it's, yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll, we'll, we'll see with Jimmy uh, in, in regards to where he stands, you know, in, in regards to how, you know, where, where does his future lie in regards to this story with the bloodline? Um, and I'm sure eventually you're going to see solo solo's probably the next in line to turn on Roman or maybe yeah. vice versa, who knows, but man, the only, and again, and I know I spoken about this so many times, but I'm going to keep fucking saying it, man there's just nothing about this. There's just nothing about this story though, Brian, that needs for me to see the title being involved. It just, it yeah, just doesn't, well, man. This is all bloodline, you know, tribal chief head of the table stuff, man. Exactly. No exactly, man. Absolutely. It's like Cody Rhodes could let shit be using this fucking shit against Brock and it would make sense. And it would do wonders for Cody and it would do wonders for Brock as it's not going to do any harm for him because Cody Rhodes is now going to tell a story that actually fucking makes sense. Uh, and yeah. that's actually a story to tell. So yeah, man, that's the only great, that's legit at this point, Brian moving forward. And I know I sound like a broken record, but I feel like I have to just repeat myself at times, but th- that's the only gripe I have with this man is that just because, because Jay has already pinned, he's already pinned Roman, right? He pinned yeah. him at, he pinned him at money in the bank. So it's not like, 
we, we could kind of put two and two together to say Roman is going to win as he should win this match, right? Because I know that there's a lot of wrestling fans for some odd reason to say, oh, freaking Jey Uso, not like, not like saying like, oh, it'd be cool to see him win. Like imagine if Jey Uso would win this match, like how crazy that would be to where like, like Jey Uso needs to win this fucking title. And I'm like, oh, there. <laughs> No, like absolutely no, a- absolutely not. Even Solo Sokoa, like even there's talks about Solo Sokoa winning this title, and I'm like, no, <laughs> fucking no. Like, I, come on now, man. It's just like th- th- there's no, and, and that's what I mean. Like nothing about this story needs that. It's just an afterthought, man. This title is right. nothing but an afterthought. The head of the the head of the table, right? The tribal chief name is bigger than this said title. It, yeah. it just it just is. Cody in this situation with Brock calls for the title being involved, and and that's it. But outside of that, um, decent segment, man. De- decent segment. Yeah. I'm not going to say it was great, but it was definitely decent to good. Um, for what again for what the show was overall, uh, still a damn good segment. Um, and like I said, the best segment that's or the best story that's being told in this in in, in this company um, is these two, both Jimmy, uh, or excuse me, Jay Roman as well as Jimmy, of course, uh, Paul Heyman and Solo. Of course, Solo's doing his part tremendously. Just just all playing their parts and their roles, just so well done. Um, but yeah, Brian, before we get into our next segment, your thoughts in regards, your final thoughts in regards to th- this big, which I'm sure is going to be your main event of SummerSlam, your, your thoughts in regards oh, to yeah. Jay and, and Roman coming up for, for SummerSlam, your final yep. thoughts about that. Yeah, just, I mean, you know, final thought, just in regards to the title, man, like you said, it just doesn't, whether whether it be Jay or Jimmy or Solo or, or any of them, um, the title is just not needed for any of them in, in this story, in this, in this feud, in this family, um, or at, at least, you know, with them feuding with each other, the title is not needed. Um, so yeah, it, it just, um, and, and now you put yourself in a place where like, okay, if somebody, Unless you, I don't know, it doesn't seem like they're separating the two. So whether it be Solo or Jay or Jimmy, like whoever beats Roman is going to be tribal chief and champion, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. And that's the thing too, because it's, because it's like, it's, it's, you know, like then what, right? They're going to win a championship. It's like, then what? (laughs) They're going to have a rematch like at another big pay-per-view. So Roman's going to take time off. You wait till like the fucking Royal Rumble or something to have the big, but in between then in that time, then what? (laughs) You're like, well, fuck, Jey Uso's holding onto a title. Like now, what what the fuck do we do now? (laughs) That's what I mean. Like, oh yeah, we would like to see him win the title. He's been doing great things in the story. But again, it's like, you know, Brian, you also, you, you mentioned this all the time about just thinking ahead, just thinking ahead yeah. of time, you know, with Cody, it's different because yes, the moment would have been special. It would have been tr- like tremendously special for the dude, but long-term it would make sense to what he's involved in that needs the title involved. Right. Absolutely. And then that's, that's just where we're coming from, man. With it's not that we don't people, with multiple wrestlers. Multi- like, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With Brock and multiple people that he could be involved with that would need the title involved, you know, and Cody Rhodes is already over. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Cody Rhodes is already over, man. And if you give him that little, if you have him holding onto that title and you put him in some epic shit and fuck man, you know, it's just, 
it, it makes sense and it's believable. You know, it's just and we're calling for Jey Uso to win a championship. Like, what the fuck are we doing, bro? Just like, God damn it, man. But look, but, but much love to Jey Uso, man. Seriously, like this, this if it ha- if he hasn't been known to be already like this dude has been just tremendous and he's been he's already doing sh- this stuff like what I've already known that he was he was always yeah. and that is a, a really good talent with his brother. He's done it for years now. And now more and more people are really starting to grasp that of how good Jey Uso is, you know, and you can tell from like the promos over the years that they've cut, they've always had that chemistry. They always have just it. Right. And you've, and and obviously of course as twins, right. You know, you would think like, Oh, would they have that same chemistry by themselves? Well, fuck man. Clearly they fucking got it. Both of them, Jimmy and Jay. So, but much props to the Usos, man. Like I always say, the best damn tag team in this fucking modern era. And that doesn't, regardless if they win this match, and again, nor, nor should they freaking win this match or win that title against Roman, they are still the best damn tag team in this freaking modern era. And that's the thing. That is what they are. They are a tag team, man. And that's yep. who they should be moving forward. So, now let us get into this women's title situation. All right? Not with Rhea Ripley in, on Raw, but with... Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, as well as your champion, Asuka, as it's now official, it is a triple threat between Charlotte, freaking Asuka, and Bianca Belair for this said title. As Charlotte Flair was in a match against Io Sky. Yes, Io Sky, the woman that is holding on to the money in the bank, money in the bank briefcase. The same fucking woman they t- that took a big fat L in this fucking match last night. Um, why? Why? <laughs> can, can somebody fucking tell me wh- sure why is Io Sky is Luke because of Charlotte? Exactly. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the only reason, right? It's Charlotte Flair. She's got a big title match coming up. So you know who? Oh, who should we put her in the ring with? Um. Oh, the the Io Sky, right? That's she's holding on to that briefcase. Oh yeah, fans will eat that up. Let's put her in a match with Charlotte. Oh my fucking god, man. <laughs> Like she lost against Bianca, right? She lost in a big title. And listen, that didn't know that did no harm to her. I'm not saying that. But at that point, you're thinking, okay, she wins this briefcase. And I'm thinking, okay. I mean, she lo- I mean, I mean, listen, good for EO Sky. We were happy for her. I gave that a good and the good and the bad and the ugly in that money in the bank review, as well as you did, Brian. Um, so she wins the briefcase, and I'm like, okay, well, she already had a title match and she's holding on to a briefcase. It's kind of weird, but hey. Uh, we like EO Sky. Maybe this is maybe this is a sign that there's plans for her. I'll give it a chance. I don't trust it, but I'll give it a chance. And they put her in there with Charlotte Flair to eat a fucking L. Like Bailey's on commentary. She gets involved. She gets distracted by Shotzi. Shotzi's on the Titan Tron. She's now playing this psychotic type of character, cutting her hair. Bailey's like, oh shit, she's spooked, and I like, I gotta get out of here. This was really weird, Brian. I don't know how you how you felt about this. It was this point of the match, not the Shotzi part, but I'm talking this poor portion of the match here. Io Sky is like, she's got full control of the match at this point, right? She's got full control of the match against Charlotte, and she's and as 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 Bailey's walking up the ramp, she's crying for help. She's like, help me, help. I'm like. That you're in a wrestling match. Like, did the boogeyman come out from under the ring and you're getting abducted? Like, what the fuck do you need help for? 
Like that's that was just really weird. Like she's crying for help in a wrestling match. Like you're EO Sky. You're the best one of the best wrestlers in the world, and you have the upper hand. Like is is that sound like you see what I'm saying, Brian? How that oh, weird absolutely. that is. It just came across like EO Sky, like a like a geek, like a like it was weird. Like you have control of the match. Like you're in a wrestling match. Like why are you calling out for help? Like like you're this fucking like you're the schmuck. I mean, it's it, it was weird booking. It was really fucking weird. Charlotte Flair doesn't want to fucking sell, of course. Fucking Charlie oh, Flair. She does not want to fucking sell. She's there, she's trying to sell a, a freaking knee leg injury. She, and after two seconds, she's already like she, she's already on to the next move after like for two seconds of selling the shit. Like, like, dude, you have a oh, fucking. It was a, it was a, uh, a Boston crab right after it, right? <laughs> like a Boston like right. A puts in a Boston crab. Like you're selling this knee injury, and all of a sudden you could just apply a Boston crab. Like, what the fuck are we doing, man? That this is shit. Like that's believable, right? But the supernatural shit that Bray Wyatt does isn't believable. Yeah, fuck off, man. Come on, dude. Can this woman fucking sell? This is why I can't get on board with Charlotte. Not only is that she, you know they praise her for being the best female wrestler in the world, which is bullshit. And you see matches like that last night to where she doesn't sell. She doesn't make EO sky any better, that that's why I like people like why I admire and, and are fans of people like Sasha Banks, because yes, they're good at what they do, but they elevate everybody else. Who is Charlotte flair elevating? Nobody. She did it one time with Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. Cause that match was damn good. I will give her credit to that. But outside of that, she's done nothing. She's done nothing to elevate this women's division. And it's matches like this that piss me the fuck off. Like, fucking sell. Your father did it for years. He did it better than anybody. And, and like, <laughs> he didn't tell you how to, he didn't teach you how to fucking sell? <laughs> like, make the shit believable? Like, fucking A, man. Like, you have a, you're trying to play a knee injury. Fucking play it off like you have a goddamn injury. Like she's like I'm just sick of it, man. You know, it's just like we and we praise this woman for being the best wrestler in the world. Like for what? Because she's booked to have because she's a well she's she held she's held 16 world championships. Yeah, because they're booking her as such, motherfucker. Like God damn it! It's just oh my god! It's for Brian. I'm gonna get your thoughts, man. I know I just ranted for several minutes there. Your your, your thoughts in regards to. This match is, and of course, Asuka attacks Flair after the match, and she stands tall. No sign of Bianca, which is, I guess, right. I don't know, kind of weird, but I, I don't know. It is what it is. But uh, your, your thoughts, Brian, in regards to all this? Oh, man. Charlotte Flair. Listen, the woman is a world-class athlete. 100% hands down, no debate. Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. She is an average to slightly above average wrestler at best period. Yeah. Um, period. Like, yeah, that match last night, it was, it was awful. It was ugly at times, man. It was not, like, yeah, it was when, like EO hit the hurricanrana off the apron. Like, did you say, like, what the fuck yeah. is that? Yeah. Oh my God. I saw it, bro. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. She, look, she does not sell. She she is as far as like you know your your, your upper echelon of, of superstars in wrestling. God damn, she may be the worst seller of all of them. 
Ser- seriously. And, and it's Ric Flair's daughter. Um, again, do it. Do she has a place in wrestling? Could, should she have been a world champion at in times? Sure. Sure. Um, the only reason she is, we're even talking about Charlotte Flair, 14, 15, 16 time world champion is because of her father. End of discussion. Yeah. At no point. So you want to talk about Ric Flair winning 16 titles. He was the best. That's why he won 16 titles. John Cena, who I... I do not like at all, but in his era, he was the best. Mm-hmm. That's why he's won 16 titles. Mm-hmm. At no point in Charlotte's career uh, do I feel she has been the best female wrestler. No. Ever. Absolutely. No, absolutely yeah, we're not. We're talking about her as 14. Well, what is it? She's got 14 now, right? She's going for, she's going for her 15th title reign. She's going for 15. Yeah. That's why we're talking about it. She, yeah. Uh, I mean, again, and it, it's it's not. Uh, I, I don't know how to put it. I mean, it's because, like, I don't want to try to shit on Charlotte here, but it's because WWE has booked her this way. Exactly. Way yeah. Like, yeah, she's she's never been the best female wrestler. Mm-hmm. In no way should she be in. The discussion with a John Cena or her father, Ric Flair, as 14, 15, 16 no. time world champion. No. no. Um, and in this match with EO, yeah, you're, you're, she's the money in the bank winner. You got her taking the L here. Charlotte does her no favors, man. Like, she, she made EO look like shit at times, like flat out. Like, for real. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, man. So I, I don't know. We're gonna go into this triple threat. Um, I don't know. Do you think she's winning? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, it's regardless whether it's at SummerSlam, dude. Whether they do it at maybe a SmackDown after after SummerSlam, she is holding on to this fucking title, man. Yeah. And we're 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 doing this experiment where for eight fucking years, right? And we talk about right her in ring skill, her selling and stuff. But the most important thing, Brian, is that there is no connection with with her and this fucking audience. There's none. There is legit fucking none. And that's why, guys, I talk about failed experiments. She is fucking one of them. Because for so long, you you hold her on this pedestal to be the greatest female wrestler. Where smart, intelligent wrestling fans are not fucking buying it. And it's not connecting with any fan whatsoever. I mean, guys, if you listen to the crowd when she walks out, there's hardly, yeah, she'll get a few golf golf claps, sure. But yeah. nobody cares. <laughs> N- nobody really truly cares because when they sh- when Charlotte Flair comes out, we're like, oh, shit, here we fucking go. I would say outside of the Carolinas. Of course, the Carolinas. Outside of, <laughs> right. Uh, if you're in freaking yeah, Raleigh, freaking Greensboro, freaking sh- even Charlotte, North Carolina itself, right? Yeah. So it's just, it's frustrating, man, because like Charlotte Flair, yeah, she's a decent talent. No one's saying that she's horrible, but she's not at the pedestal of what this company is trying to put her. And like you said, Brian, it's her last name that's 
that they're trying to shove down your throat and the character speaks for itself, the wooing, the, the mesh of the theme music, everything, and nobody's yeah. buying it. And for eight years, you would think that this company would, would get the fucking memo and they, they, they don't either. They, they, they're that clueless or they don't give a fuck, yeah. you know, and they want to just like with Austin theory, they don't like, they want to continue to put Austin theory with that bright, shiny United States championship on your television screen to, 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 to talk about how he beat John Cena and how he did this and this and that. And nobody still fucking cares, man. There's gotta be something has to change. You could put all of the championships on her. You can have her hold 20, 30, 50, 100 title reigns. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't. Nothing is, <laughs> nothing is going to make her that much more larger than life. It's, it's not. You know, don't believe me? Listen to the crowd reaction and go look at her quarterly hour numbers and how much viewers that she's drawing in. You know, look at her freaking merchandise sales. Is she drawing in any merch? Is she helping the company anyway, in any which way? How is she helping this company? She's not. So what's the what, what's the agenda here? You know, it's it, it's so odd. I don't. It's like I don't know if it's the pettiness or what it is, man. But they yeah, they want to continue to do this same shtick. Have her leave for a couple months, come straight back into this title picture, and and to win a title lose it, go away for a few more months and repeat the vicious fucking cycle. And I'm That's done, it. man. I'm fucking done. It, it's, and it's, it's not doing anything for people like EO sky. It's not doing anything, especially for Oscar who's holding on to the fucking title. And it's not doing anything for Bianca. Bianca's oh. trying to play some type of a, I, I don't know if it is or not, but there's been a little bit of slight attitude change with Bianca. And and it's what she's involved in with Charlotte Flair that it's being <laughs> that that nobody cares about. Right. You know, it's just it sucks, man. It's just it just like we it's like the same song and dance for eight to now almost a decade. And 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 now she's gonna win this championship. And and then what, man? Like, like the, if, if, it, if, if her title reign didn't work the first, the second, the third, the fifth, the fourth, the sixth, when is it, when, when is she finally going to really get behind and, and get the crowd over? When, when is yeah. it going to be, you know? And that's what guys, and again, there could be Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair fans listening to this. And you may be a Charlotte Flair fan. That's great for you, man. But you but again, at the end of the day, man, it, it's all about honesty. I don't give a shit who your favorite wrestler is. Hell, I don't care what my favorite wrestler is at the end of the day. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to be as honest as blunt. You want a good example? Bray Wyatt and LA Knight, that match at the Royal Rumble. As good as that feud was leading up to it, I thought that match fucking sucked. And I again, I love Bray Wyatt. You were looking at one of the biggest Bray Wyatt fans in this in this wrestling community. Seriously. And I had to call it out the way it was. That match between him and LA Knight did not hit, you know? Nope. And that's just what it is, man. I don't want to say this stuff, but I have to. As well as you do, Brian. I'm sure you want to come on here and say so many great things about Charlotte. And, and, and as well as, you know, hoping that freaking LA Knight, yeah, gets a, finally a big push. And we're about to get into that shit. Oh, boy. If you think that there's fireworks right now talking about Charlotte... Frickin' wait till we get to this final topic of the show because fucking amen. 
You know, we can yeah. we can hope and pray, but we, we this company has to give us a reason that they legit care about everybody's booking and really getting creative and you will and, and their actions, right? You know, because we always talk about, oh, you hear rumors. Oh, don't worry. The big push is coming, right? The big push is coming after SummerSlam. The big push for Oscar or freaking EO is coming after SummerSlam or WrestleMania or this and that. But you know what? It's, it's going to be the actions, right? The actions that do the talking, right? MJF and Adam Cole, right? We were skeptical about the coexisting game and stuff. And now they're showing you where, man, like this comedy shtick, like their actions, in this whatever feud they got going on, it's fucking working, man. You know, it's like, prove it to us that you actually can put on a story that's captivating, that makes sense. And that's just wanting us to watch week after week after week. That's, that's what it is, man. So we have Brian, your thoughts in regards to all that before we get into our final segment. Yeah. I mean, I I don't disagree with anything you said, man. You know, as, as far as, just you know, again, Charlotte Flair. I, I don't hate Charlotte Flair. She's no, I don't either. Decent talent. Again, should she have won? Should she have been like a multiple time champion? Yeah, sure, arguably fine, whatever. But it's it's just the 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 way she's not. You know, she's not sixteen time. Woo! You know, Ric Flair, <laughs> world champion. She's just not. Yeah, nowhere close, and, bro. But but. WWE is, and so, so you, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, 20, 30, 50 years down the road, right? You look back at wrestling history and they'll be like, oh, Charlotte Flair, like, oh my God, like, you know, her dad, 16 time world champion. And then holy shit, she came along 16 time world champion, not even in the same ballpark, man. And she was never the best wrestler of her generation. No. And, you know, so I, you know, I don't know. It's weird, man. But yeah, I'm telling you, man, whether it's SummerSlam, and it's probably going to be SummerSlam, man. To me, Asuka is nothing but a placeholder, right? Yeah. Same with same with yep. even Bianca. Bianca would have been the same way. Bianca and Asuka are nothing. Just, they're, they're just placeholders, man, to just give, you know, and the Eo, golden child Eo herself. Yo, with the briefcase the same way, even, man. If she even wins when she cashes it in, she ain't going to get no longer. She's going to be nothing more no, than a placeholder right. either. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. You know, yes. Will the moment be cool? Sure. But long term, is are, are, are we expecting this company to be behind her when she's holding on to that title? Fuck no, man. That's the problem. You know, th- this company doesn't deserve our benefit of the doubt. They just don't, you know, and they especially with this women's division, with Charlotte Flair always being in the fucking limelight in this title situation every single fucking time. So yeah, they're they're gonna you know at this at, at this point, Brian, I'll believe it when I freaking see it. You know, you want to believe you know you want to tell me that Eo Sky is gonna get a big push and a big title, a big title reign moving forward. I'll believe it when I see it, man. You know, yeah. But this and I said this, Brian. We talked about this. I, I and I still have the video up until this day, right? I said as soon as the whole Oscar thing, right? When Oscar didn't get her moment at WrestleMania, when Bianca won the championship. And when freaking Charlotte Flair got drafted to SmackDown, I believe it was to SmackDown. um, I I said it from day one. I said, do not be shocked if all of this was just to give the title back to Charlotte Flair. Right. I'm telling you, they give, they don't give Oscar her moment. And now we're, now we're legit, legit two weeks away from it. You're absolutely right. I said it from day fucking one. And I'm going to find that clip and as well, because 
Because because uh, we all see the writing on the wall, man, and that's what's that's what's disappointing too. Like we predict things, right? Not everything, but most things in this company months in advance before it even happens. That's not good, bro. That's that that's that's sad, right? To yeah. like for me to, to to predict something months in advance that tells you everything you need to know. Um. So yeah, it's just it's it's unfortunate, man. There's yeah, but there's no doubt, man. SummerSlam, bright lights in Detroit. Charlotte Flair is going to be hoisting up her 15 women's championship, man. It's going to happen, bro. I'm telling you. It's going to fucking happen. So now to our final topic, man. And that is this United States championship situation, as well as this fatal four-way invitational, right? I use use invitational very, very, very loosely. So Rey Mysterio... Cameron Grimes, Sheamus, and L.A. Knight. Yeah, in this freaking match. <sighs> All right, so Rey Mysterio um, in this match hits a double 619 um, plus a splash from the top rope. Theories on commentary, I believe. We're sitting next to commentary. Gets involved in the match. Escobar comes to the aid of, of, of Rey Mysterio. Fight breaks out. They're now brawling through the crowd. Um, Cameron Grimes hits the cave-in finisher onto, I believe it was LA Knight, and Rey Mysterio yeah. hits a hurricanrana to Cameron Grimes into a pinfall, and guys, Rey Mysterio wins this match and is going to face Santos Escobar for this United States Championship. Or for, for the, the, the opportunity to fight. Yeah, or the opportunity for the United States Championship, excuse me. Yeah. So as yes, there was another another fatal four way match last week. So Santos Escobar won it the last week, and now you have San- and now you have Rey Mysterio, um, you know, winning the the fatal four match f- fatal four way match this week, and now they're going to face each other. The winner of that match will face Austin Theory, I believe, at, at SummerSlam. Or hell, they might just put it. They, they'll probably put it like on a SmackDown, uh, a freaking SmackDown before the pay per view or some shit like that. Right. Uh, where do I begin, man? Where, where, where do I begin, Brian? I'll have you start this off, man, because th- there is a few things I want to say. But I, I want to, I- I'll have you, I'll have you, uh, I'll have you do the honors, man. Your thoughts in regards to uh, this United States title situation, as well as this fatal four match from last night. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know where to start either, man. Um, no, look, this, this really has nothing to do with Escobar or Mysterio. Um, I like both guys, you know, Absolutely. whatever. They're 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 fine wrestlers, put on, you know, good matches, whatever. Nothing to do with them at all. Um why <laughs> why? Just why? <laughs> we you know, the wrestling community, you know, has been talking about LA Knight since the Royal Rumble. Since the since the feud with Bray. Um, and, and that was kind of his coming out party, his momentum where, you know, he kind of, you know, established himself a little bit. That was eight fucking months ago. We're going into SummerSlam eight months ago. Um, you hear it every week, like at, at this point within wrestling, you know, I'm not saying he's the biggest star or, or the, or, or, you know, whatever, but there is not a single wrestler that gets a bigger pop 
than L.A. Knight right now and, and has for, for weeks and months. And whether this was WWE's plan or they didn't see it coming or he's 40 years old and he's not the future of the company, it doesn't fucking matter. He is hot right now. Whether you just have that for a year or whatever, fucking take it. <laughs> like, uh, it, it just it's it boggles my mind. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know I don't know what to say about it, man. Like this is the most over guy in wrestling. Um, or, you know, or or again, there's nobody you could say is is definitively above him right now. Um, and why you would not you know, explore that road and, and fucking let it take off. Why? Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know what to say, man. Uh, other than, then, you know, this is, and this isn't the first time they've done it with a superstar, but as mm-hmm. far as I see it now, they are going to try their damnedest and just wait this out until inevitably, his momentum dies because if, if you, if you keep throwing him out there and giving him really nothing, yeah, eventually it's going to get old. It's going to get tired and the momentum's going to, going to drop. And then you can just say, you know, whatever. I don't know. Then, then what you give him a shot then, and then say, Oh, it didn't work. We tried Get the fuck out of here, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's disappointing. <laughs> like yeah, this that, guy is he he's the hottest star in wrestling, and you're trying your damnedest to to squash that heat, and I don't know why. Yeah, it's bullshit, man. It re- it really is, man. You know, it's it's disappointing. That's that's another good word. You know, we can, you know, there's anger. There's yeah. you know just rage, but there's just, it's disappointment, man, you know, and I'm not shocked. I'm really not shocked. I didn't even, so to everyone watching, right. I actually finished watching up this show this afternoon, right. I I didn't watch it live and I remember coming across, but I knew the outcome. I already knew the outcome going into it because I saw on our Facebook group, as well as people reaching (laughs) out to us um, on our Instagram page about this situation because they know, you know, from both of our point of views, how we feel about LA night and everything else as a whole. And man, I'm not shocked. And all, and my responses to those people was, I'm not shocked because like you said, Brian, I saw this not from Madison square garden when he wasn't on television, not when he didn't win the briefcase, not from not being in pay-per-views like fricking, you know, freaking elimination chambers, not WrestleMania, none of them, none of them. It was the, it was after the Bray Wyatt feud where they had nothing for this guy, nothing. And that was the writing on the wall to where nothing, even like, and again, guys, as, as disappointed as I was about money in the bank, as I still am, I wasn't shocked, man. As yeah. disappointed as I was last night, I'm not shocked at all because, and we've spoken about this, Brian, so many times about how petty this fucking company is. 
because they're not just cooling him down. They're completely shutting this guy down completely, right? Like they are, they are just tearing this guy's momentum to the fucking core. And it is the biggest load of crap ever to a, a guy that has done everything that you have asked him to do everything without, without you even behind him to get over with this crowd, every which way you go, WrestleMania in LA, people are chanting his name, people in fricking Saudi, people in fricking Puerto Rico, all across the globe are chanting for this fucking guy. And you do absolutely nothing for him. Why? Because, oh, he made a name for himself an impact, right? Cause he's not, he's, he's not, he's, he's not a, he's, he's, he doesn't look at triple H like a father figure, like Papa H, right? He's not a like, fuck off, man. It's bullshit, right? We talk about the age, right? The age difference. That's bullshit as well. They're pushing people like Damian Priest, who are the exact same age, as well as Rey Mysterio of all people winning this match when he's just as older as fucking LA Knights. Uh, what, what's Mysterio? Hey, I mean, he's got to be at least late 40s, closing in on 50. I, th- I, I believe he's like 47 or f- I think, or no, he's older than that, like 48, 49. He's somewhere around yeah. there. So he's fucking older than him. So you can't even give me the age fucking excuse. There is no fucking excuse. And you know what we've been hearing, Brian, that's pissed me off more than anything else, what I've just mentioned? Let it play out. Triple H knows what he's doing. He's going to get a push after Mania. Oh, nope, never mind. He's going to get the push. He's going to get the money in the bank briefcase. Oh, don't worry. He doesn't need the briefcase because he's going to go after the mid-card title. Well, what the fuck do we got to say now? Yeah. What 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 is there to say now, guys? Again, we're we're eight months into this. The eight fucking months of a year. That so, yeah. Done nothing. Right. This guy, you know. Right. Yeah. Good so, things yeah, come to those. It's not like oh, it's coming, it's coming. It's been eight months. It's not coming, bro. Good things come to those that wait. My fucking ass. <laughs> I mean, unfucking believable. Top three merchandise seller. Not even, f- can't even get a mid-card title. You know, listen, the the Money in the Bank briefcase, as as upset as I was about it, I'm like, all right, look, you know, as much as of a, of a consolation prize as it is, you know what, listen, beggars can't be choosers. He needs some type of momentum. You give him that United States championship and, you know, let's fucking rock, right? And not, <laughs> not even getting to the finals of whatever this invitational is, Right? He doesn't even get past this first fucking round. He doesn't. I mean, bro, it's just like, listen, we're, everybody's still going to chant this dude's name. Everybody's still going to like LA Knight. We're still going to be behind this dude. But if the machine is not behind them, it doesn't fucking matter. And That's the know, problem. I got to point Go this out too. Just, you know, it, it's, it's a little tidbit. Maybe it doesn't mean anything or whatever. So he lost the match, right? But, you know, it's not something... He was taken out by Cameron Grimes. I mean, the fuck, dude? You know what I'm saying? Like, And Cameron, Cameron Grimes has not even been on television. Yeah. Bro, he beat, he, bro, he beat Baron Corbin in, like, what, fucking eight seconds? And he's been on a fucking milk carton. And he's competing for a title. 
Yeah. Or compete or an opportunity for a title. Make it right. fucking make sense. Guys, I don't care. I don't care about the fact that LA Knight hasn't been oh cuz you know he he needs to be built up. He needs to he needs to struggle and be in relevant doesn't fucking matter. He's over. There's wrestlers that are over and there's wrestlers that aren't. That's the difference. I don't give a shit how he's gotten here. You give him the fucking rocket, whether it's the U.S. title, a fucking briefcase, you give it to him. Why? Not because we're fans of him, because he will do wonders for your company. And, and, and you know what the sad thing is, Brian? You're right. He's, he, this, he isn't the only dude that's been, that's dealt with this shit. People like Rusev, people like Hell, like people like Bray Wyatt as well. People like Dolph Bray, Ziggler. people like Dolph Ziggler, Cesaro, the, the list goes on and on. Hell, Damien Sandow, remember that fucking, that stunt double fucking yeah. gimmick that got over his shit, right? Like the list goes on of yep. people, AJ Styles, Karrion Cross. All of these people that made a name for themselves, that worked their ass off, whether it was in the Indies, Impact, New Japan, wherever it is, they come to WWE with their gimmick, right? With the, the shtick that has gotten to where they're at. And this company throws up the double bird and says, nah, let, let the Seth. No, nah, right. Exactly. Because we didn't create it. But you know who we're going to push? The guys that we did create. Roman. Seth, Becky, and Charlotte Flair herself. And that's it, man. It is the biggest load of shit. And, you know, and it's just, fuck this company, yeah. man. Seriously, fuck, you know, fuck Triple H, fuck Vince. I'm, I'm blaming both of them, guys. Fuck oh, yeah, both yeah. of them. Fuck this entire fucking company. I don't give a shit if people on TikTok want to find this and be like, oh, this dude is being so negative. Let it play out. Trust Triple H. Fuck you too, man. Fuck you too to everybody that gives a pass. And I'm going to get to you, Brian, in just a second. Yeah, yeah. To everybody that has for weeks and months that has given Triple H the pass and this company the pass to say, let it play out. You are part of the fucking problem. You are an enabler. You are not a part of the solution. You are part of the problem to why this company does not get better at all. And we repeat the vicious cycle and we wonder why people like LA Knight, people like AJ Styles, people like Ziggler, people like Cesaro, and many others that have gone in and out of this company wonder why they didn't get this big push because it's fans that accept the bare minimum and that's it so brian your, your thoughts in, in regards to in regards to all this as we finish this I, up here just one other name that we forgot to mention and and i was watching in, in the match in, in uh smackdown shinsuke nakamura and Shin dude, yeah, yeah. During the match, if, if there's a, like i don't know when his contract up is up i think he could be a, a whole new fucking star if he went to AEW. i really really do if Shinsuke went over there, um, you know, I, at least I would hope. I, I think they would know what to do with somebody like Shinsuke over there, because he's another one that that has, you know, had had his his peaks multiple times. Like right, been on fire, been hot, been over, and you know what? 
you know, WWE just kind of, eh, here's a little, you know, two month US give, title reign or whatever. I'll give you, I'll give you another name, Zack Ryder. Remember Zack Ryder and oh. how freaking, remember that shit, bro? And, and see, that was so petty. Like that just pissed WWE or Vince, I'm sure, you know, like that, that was so <laughs> yeah. goddamn petty. Like, yeah, Zack fucking Ryder, man. He got himself over. So what got him. was fucking stupid shit or annoying or whatever. It was fucking over, and he did mm-hmm. it on his own exactly. without you backing him. Like exactly, exactly, man. Fuck this yeah. company, dude. As much as we love pro wrestling, listen, I understand. If you don't like it, then don't watch it. Fuck you. All right. Just again, you are not a part of the solution. You are part of the problem, man. Because somebody has to call this shit out. Somebody. Somebody has to like just draw the line in the sand and say like enough, man, enough, because it's like because again, man, because it's this is it's not just been recently, Brian. Like we mentioned yeah. with previous wrestlers, it has been happening for years where people get so over for such a short amount of time, and unfortunately, it's only a short amount of time because this company does everything in their power to kill and derail that fucking momentum. And L.A. Knight is now going to be one of those people to where he's just going to be another one of those fucking names. To Remember when L.A. Knight was white hot and they didn't give him the ball? That's who L.A. Knight's going to be. That that guys, that's it. That that's, that's who L.A. Knight, Knight is yeah. going to be moving forward. And that, that's a shame. Wrong, yep. Right. And if that's not the case, man, then prove me right. Prove me fucking wrong. You know, because yeah. what's he going to what, what's he going to do next, guys, man? Right. He's he, he can't even get a mid card title. You don't want to give him a briefcase. What's next for him, dude? You know? The, you know, I know the card isn't like fully set, but seriously, if you don't have this guy on SummerSlam, what the fuck, man? It's another <laughs> another pay-per-view, man. Not on yeah. WrestleMania, not at Elimination Chamber, not at Backlash, not at Saudi. And the crowd continues to chant his name on top of that. And yep. nothing. You don't even nothing. You put on on Madison Square Garden, you put this dude in the fucking pre-show. Are you fucking kidding me? With with hit fucking row, with shit fucking row, really? Yeah. Come on, bro. Like stop. No, it's just it's ridiculous, yeah, man. It, the writing was it, the yeah, writing right. has been on the wall like you mentioned, Brian, for 8 months. And now now fans want to say, "Well, shit. This dude might not get a fu- a fucking push after all." You fucking think, dude? <laughs> You know, yeah. it's just, yep. it's, it's unbelievable. It, it really, Brian, I like you, I'm the same way as you, man. I have no words and, you know, and again, man, this is not just our fandom talking here. This is just legit frustration because not only do we like this dude, not listen only do our fans listen, it's right. Listen to the crowd. Look at the merchandise that he's bringing in. That he's he's doing every little thing that you ask him to do as a performer. And he gets the bare fucking minimum. He gets the short end of the stick to where he's he's he he's losing matches. He's not even on the fucking show. Everything to derail yep. this fucking guy and another pay-per-view, SummerSlam, another pay-per-view where for mo- for the most part. And who knows within the next two weeks, but for the most part, I think we can confidently say another pay-per-view where this dude is not going to be a part of. And that yeah, is a fucking, like. that is a fucking travesty, man. 
unfucking real. Yep. <sighs> so that is SmackDown. That is your SmackDown review. And look, man, outside of the bloodline stuff, which was good, we talked about that. And I'll be and for for a SmackDown show, and I know we've spoken very highly about SmackDown. This was a god awful show. And, and let me mention this too before we get into our top five list here. I forgot to mention this, right? Santos Escobar, right? We like Santos Escobar, the LWO. We have much respect for them, right? And I'm just thinking rationally here, Brian. Like, right? Just just thinking rationally here. So we assume that Santos Escobar is probably going to beat Rey Mysterio next week, correct? Right, right, right. He's probably going to beat him. Guys, this motherfucker faced Austin Theory last night and fucking beat him. So why? <laughs> so why are we? And he still needs to qualify to get a title opportunity when he just beat the fucking champion. What are we doing? It is ass backwards. Yep. Oh my god. Oh my god. Brian, do you have any uh, any thoughts in regards to that? Because yeah, I, I know. Mean, yeah, that was my exact thoughts too. Like you know, because I was like, okay, now you got this match between you know Ray and Escobar. You know, on the one hand, do you give some sentimental run to to Ray, which I don't think they're going to do. I think Escobar's no. winning this match. But so yeah, right. you just had a beat theory anyway. Right. And, and, and what and AEW and, and WWE in general, but just this this eliminator match or have this qualifying match or you gotta beat me and before you get the title shot to beat me again. Get the fuck yeah. out of here, man. Fuck out of here, man. Come it's on. fucking bullshit. And like and, and like what and what is this could this could also lead to what, man? What? Like some some like tension or in the in the LWO maybe you're gonna tell yeah, a story. You, with... I don't even think they're gonna go that route. Like I think they're gonna legitimately yeah. like okay, you know we had a hard fought match. I respect you. Like I, yeah, I don't think they probably yeah that that's probably, probably what they're going to do. Yeah, but like yeah. So say but but let's say if they are going that route, the opposite direction. It's just like look, we we like the LWO right. We 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 respect people like Escobar. Of course, we respect the shit out of Rey Mysterio. Yeah, but like. What about LWO? And Brian, you mentioned about LWO before in the past. Like, you know, it's just, this is not the LWO from when Eddie Guerrero was leading this shit, no. clearly. It's, and that's, that's the thing. Like, what about this new faction? If you, if, if you are, not saying that they're going to, and they're probably not, but let's just say if they are, to break them up and cause tension with Santos and Ray. Who the fuck is going to really truly care? Like yeah. uh, honestly, like could it be could it be fun? Sure. But uh, but the way that they have been developed as a faction, who the fuck is going to care outside of your core wrestling audience? That's what I mean, man. Sure, like people like us like LA Knight and LWO, Damian Priest, Judgment Day, we're going to give things a chance and we're going to see things play out. But you know what? Who's not going to let it play out? The casual fans, the people that flip through the channels and they're trying to come something that's entertaining on their television screens. And they'll see people like LA Knight in a badass fucking segment. They're like, dude, who's this LA Knight? What is this professional wrestling? Shit, I need to watch this shit. And you know what that does to your quarterly hours and your television ratings? Go way the fuck up. 
That goes from a 1.9 to over a 2.0 in your Monday Night Raw and shit for SmackDown, because there are over a 2.5, a 2.5 or a 2.6 to on the verge of a 3.0 rating. It's little things like that, right? That's what takes somebody like Stone Cold winning the King of the Ring to being the, the Stone Cold Steve Austin that we all know and love, right? Rocky Maivia before he was The Rock. It's just, yep. you know, and we're going to cause tension within, again, not, not saying it's going to happen, but we're going to cause tension with the LWL because you know, we're doing the same thing with the Judgment Day because it works so well with the bloodline. So fuck LA Knight. Fuck everybody that could actually help the business get better. We're going to tell a story between two fucking people that we've derailed to the point where nobody gives a fuck about them. Yep. And that's it. So... Oh man, this, you know, again, and, and I'm just like you, Brian, like this company just leaves me speechless to the, and to the point where I, I have no words, man. It's like, I think I've seen it all, but I truly haven't, you know, yeah, it, it yeah. just, it's, it's unbelievable, man. It, it is unbelievable, but we'll see, you know, we got, we got SummerSlam coming up in a couple of weeks. So, and of course, you know, we're going to watch out of habit and hope to see, you know, how this show plays out. And of course, we're going to dissect that and watch that and give you guys our review uh, once that show happens in the next couple of weeks when that time comes. But let us dive in now to our top five wrestlers of the week. So uh, we're going to try to get through as briefly and as painful, pain-free as we can possibly can, can do here with our top five lists here. So of course, you guys know the rules when it comes to this top five list. This list is free game. For every professional wrestling industry out there when it comes to Impact Wrestling, New Japan, you know, AEW, WWE, you name it, it is free game. This list changes week by week. We have fun with it to the people who are getting, who have the momentum, that are making the company better, that are pulling in the viewers and all that stuff. All of that, you know, biased for our personal takes as fans is put to the side. And we have fun with that at the end of the day. Like I said, these, you know, lists change to week to week and we have fun doing such. So, Brian... It is. Uh, I'm going to turn the attention to you, my man. Your your honorable mentions and your top five wrestlers for this week, man. The floor is yours. Take it away. I'm going to keep this one kind of short because, like I said, I, I just had a hell of a day, so I was kind of a little backed up on this. Understood, bro. But, uh, Understood. I'll just have one honorable mention. That's EO Sky. Um, I, I thought she performed well in her match. Um, unfortunately, yeah, I think there were a few spots that. Charlotte just really made her look like shit with, with a couple things, man. And um, it's just one of those things, man. I, I think she's proven her worth. Um, and she's, uh, she's not going to get the opportunity or shot. I think she deserves or earns or whatever term you want to put on it. Um, you know, sh should she be getting a title shot before Charlotte player? Absolutely. Um, so it is what it is. Um, she's my she's my honorable mention this week. Um, so getting into my top five, I'm going to go with Rock Hard Juice Robinson. Um, okay. That, uh, that hour long you know match with FTR. Um, you know I mentioned it on our last podcast. Uh, he really showed me something there. Um, I'm going to be you know paying a little bit more attention to him. Um, and yeah, I, I just think, I mean, any wrestler that goes out there and wrestles 58 minutes, I don't care who you are. That's, yeah. that's damn hard to do. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then to make it, you know, entertaining and, and, and invested in the entire time. I mean, granted, it was four people working together. But um, there was something just about Juice, man, that for the first time, something really stuck out. And, yeah, I can't exactly put my finger on it, but that's why I'll put him in, in my uh, number five this week. Uh, my number four, uh, I'm going to go with Roman Reigns, uh, your tribal chief, uh, as of now. Um Again, you know, that the little segment they had with the the rules of engagement on, on SmackDown, I just kind of like, again, it, it's not much of really what he's doing physically. It's it's his, his facial expressions, his, you know, you can see the wheels turn in, his uncertainty with the bloodline as a whole and the, and the elders. And, you know, seeing now Jay in a different light where, you know, now I think he knows, like, Jay's not hesitating to take you out now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just kind of like how that segment played out, man. I, I thought it was really good. Um, so, my number three, I'm going to go give it to the tag team here, FTR, who was in that, uh, you know, uh, match again with, with Juice Robinson. Um, you know, they led the match, you know, as far as I'm concerned. And again, it's just one of those FTR has just continued to produce these matches, man, where two out of three falls, Iron Man match, 60 minutes, you know, 60 minutes, no holds barred. Doesn't matter what they do, man. They they tell a damn good story in the ring. The ring psychology is, you know, most times fucking spot on, man. They're just they're they're a genius as a tag team in the way they work together and work the crowd, man. They they really, really are. Um, so I'll give number three to FTR. My number two, Jey Uso. Um, again, for his part uh, in, the, in that segment as well, man. Um, again, a new aspect to him where, you know, before, yeah, he was – a guy that was going to fall in line. And now, um, as you saw it, where like, he doesn't, didn't hesitate to take out solo, you know, he's, he's ready. Like this, this is going to be a fight, man. And whether he comes out on top or not, it's going to be a damn good fight, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So Jay Uso is my number two and my number one with everybody saying L a night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I mean, listen to the reaction. That, that's that's all I got to say. Like, every time this man's music hits from the first fucking note, that nobody is getting a bigger reaction in wrestling. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. As much as, as much as you, WWE, might try to, you know, just slow this guy's momentum or just put him on ice until it wears off or whatever, I, I don't give a shit, man. He is the most white hot wrestler in wrestling right now, period. And so he is my number one. Love that, man. Love it. Absolutely freaking love that, man. Awesome. Awesome list as well. Very, very nice list. So now it is my turn. It is my top five and my honorable mentions for this week. So 
I'm going to try to get through my honorable mentions as quick as I can here. My first few honorable mentions are both FTR and the Bullet Club Gold, both Jay White as well as Juice Robinson. Uh, Brian, I'm, I'm with you, man. Definitely a, a tremendous, uh, tremendous freaking tag match this week. You know, as much as we, you know, criticize stuff, what AEW does with their, especially with their tag division, as, as well as the booking with their wrestlers. I mean, they went out there for 60 plus minutes and they put on a damn freaking solid tag match, man. Um, as well yeah. as, you know, Juice Robinson, Jay White, everybody involved deserves that praise uh, for that said match. So much props to them. Uh, my next two honorable mentions, um, our, uh, or my one honorable mention, I should say, is Trinity Fatu, um, you know, for her winning the Women's Knockout Championship for Impact Wrestling. Um, oh, she yeah, is yeah. part of this list. So much props to her. Um, I know it happened last week and I've, um, I, I miss, I missed the match and I missed the, uh, the, the moment that she got. So even though it happened last week, I'm going to give my respects and her honors, uh, for this week for Trinity Fatu, uh, Fat, yeah, Trinity Fatu. Uh, again, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Her last name, right. Uh, but much props to her, man. She's doing her thing in impact wrestling. It seems like she's, she's found her love again for wrestling, you yeah. know, being out yeah. for so long the whole shit with WWE and, and Sasha Banks and holding out this, that whole shtick that they were doing with the tag titles. And now she's doing what she's doing, you know, being, you know, it, her solo career. And it's just awesome to see, man, you know, even though we don't talk much about impact wrestling, I do keep up with what she's doing and she's, she's been solid, man, for, for, for a solid women's division in, in, in impact wrestling. I don't feel, I don't think enough, People yeah. talk about the women's division and, and impact. It's really, really solid. And I recommend a lot of people looking at, you know, matches with people like Deanna Perrazzo, people like Jordan Grace, as well as others. So they do a tremendous job over there. Um, and that and my second honorable mention or my other two honorable mentions are the BCC and the elite. Um, just putting on a really solid, you know, blood and guts match. And, you know, yeah. just again, just blood and guts, man. It never disappoints. And I believe, you know, just the match that they put on and just that I thought the the whole, you know, show overall was was damn good. Just everything was kind of well balanced and it, it just BCC in the elite and just how the match was. It was just entertaining for what it was. You know, I understand the build and everything could have been better. But for what the match was, it was highly entertaining. Mox being like the high, the pretty much the highlight of this freaking match. Um, and, and it was just awesome, man. It, it really, really was. So now we go into my actual top five list for this week. So my number five is LA Knight. Yeah, that's right. Freaking like you mentioned, Brian. No, even though he's not my number one, but he is definitely in my, in my top five, man. As much as WWE wants to kill this dude's fucking momentum. Well, the, well, we have podcasts like this to tell you, Hey, this dude, as much as you poorly book this dude, he is the best fucking thing and the best reaction that you'll ever fucking get in this company. And he is still a part of that, regardless of how he's being booked, regardless yep. of what, you know, the, the most baffling shit that they put him in. This dude will continue to get over organically and he deserves that respect. He might not be at number one, but I'm going to put him at number five uh, for for this list for uh, for this week at number four, I have Seth Rollins, uh, Seth Rollins is number four, um, as well. I mean, spoiler alert for number three, number three is also Finn Balor. Um, Finn Balor just doing a, just a really tremendous job. Both of them in, in that segment, um, definitely the most positive 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Probably the, the positive light out, out of this week was, was that yeah. segment alone, even though I'm still not fully on board in regards to the feud as a whole, or just the, the match as a whole for SummerSlam segments like that can get me intrigued and just the setting, the intensity, just how serious it was. It was well done. You know, it was a sit down, well done face to face type of interruption type of segment. Um, and it got the job done for what it was, you know, finally Finn Balor felt as such finally, yeah. you know, Seth Rollins, I actually gave a shit about a segment with Seth Rollins without having to cover my ears, without hearing that fucking theme song guys, no shit guys. I legit mute the fucking television. When I hear that song, I'm not kidding. Like I'm legit done hearing the song, but outside of that, outside of that, um, he put on a tremendous segment and Hey, Got to give props where props is due in regards to that. So those are my number three as well as my number four. And I have a combination of two people for both one and for both number two and number one. At number two, I have both Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. Um, just, I mean, <laughs> what else can you say? Um, you know, I feel like with just some of these people, and I know it's just with putting two people in one category, I feel like just for for this week, I feel like it's just necessary to do. Um, especially again with Roman and Jay, again, still telling the best story that this company has to offer. The only bright spot, Brian, that I can think of in regards to SmackDown, which was a horrific, horrible show. I'm sorry. Just outside of that, there was nothing to really latch on to. And after LA night, not getting the job done at the start of the night, it really put a damper on things, but at least we had that sure. to kind of sink our teeth in. Um, and again, everybody does a tremendous job. Heyman, Solo, Jay Uso, and, and Roman Reigns, your tribal chief himself. Um, even though it was nothing that was spectacular, still, it was a decent right. segment, a very good segment uh, that definitely still intrigued a lot of people. And at number one, number one for my top five wrestlers of the week is for the second week in a row, MJF and Adam Cole, baby. The bromance of Adam Cole and MJF. I mean, guys, come on. Totally Come on, man. I apologize. I forgot about Finn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, listen. Look, I. It's just. How can you not get on board with what they're doing, man? Uh, yeah. it, it's just. It's just refreshing. And I said this last episode where it's just so good to see an AEW feud. Where yes, there's a lot of good wrestling matches, like I mentioned with FTR and Bullet Club Gold and everything else as a whole, man, it's just been, it's just so refreshing to actually have a somewhat of a story where yes, it's, it's, it's a little, it's in a joking way. It's funny. It's comedic, but at the end of the day, it makes sense. And yep. it's a story that's captivating with wrestlers that have a really good connection where a connection where a, not a lot of people can pull off. You know, we talk about the rock and sock connection, like team hell, no shit, fricking uh, gold dust, as well as Booker T like all these other fricking oh, random yeah, ass yeah. tag teams in the past. Right. Yeah. Fricking. And, and, but it's an MJF and Adam Cole where yes, I had my doubts about it when, when this thing first started, I thought it was just going to be another coexisting game, but it's been the complete opposite, man. They've actually made a legit story and an entertaining comedic comedic shtick out of this to where with MJF and we talked about this last week to where hey a potential babyface push later on in his career he proved to you he can do it um does that happen at some point who knows 
Um, but for what this is, man, just ever since this really got into high gear, started a couple weeks ago, not only has it been the best thing in AEW, but one of the best things in professional wrestling right now, and yeah. that includes what the bloodline is doing. And you can include Tony D'Angelo and Stax and NXT. You can include all of that. So much love to MGF and Adam Cole. And hopefully, hopefully that match that they have, which we assume it's going to be at all in, is going to be a yeah. big payoff for not just for Adam Cole or in, for just, just for both of them, man. There's a big payoff yeah, for yeah. both of them that leads to momentum for what they're going to do moving forward. So at least as of right now, for the last several weeks, man, it's been working. Does it move? Do they continue that momentum? It remains to be seen. So um, so that is my top five list, man. At number five, I have L.A. Knight. At number four, I have Seth Rollins. At number three, I have Finn Balor. At number two, I have Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. And at number one, for the second week in a row, it is MJF and Adam Cole. And that is my top five wrestlers for this week. Not too bad, right? Not too bad, man. I was so I was so hesitant of who I wanted to put in the honorable mentions in the top five. And this was this was actually a really this was one of those weeks where where I'm like, man, this is this is tough. Like this was really, really tough. And even some people I thought about, like Gunther, I was thinking about him putting in the honorable mention this week as well. I was thinking about it. This was one of those weeks, man. We didn't and I I feel like we haven't had a lot of these weeks where Man, this was it was tough to actually make a top five list to kind of include some of these people. So, but hey, man, and that's and listen, with an entertaining Monday Night Raw, which it was, you know, does it get us anything excited for Wrestle for SummerSlam? You know, remains to be seen. But for what segments were this week? MJF and Adam Cole, Brock and Cody, freaking hell, a Viking rules match for fuck's sake, right? As well as others, man. Hey, for what shit was in the moment. And in the moment, it, it was damn freaking entertaining. Actually, so, and had that, Valhalla looking somewhat dominant, or you know, at least right, at least <laughs> right, yeah, or something, you know, like right, exactly, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, man. So, yeah. but thank you guys for tuning in. That is another episode of Ruthless Talk, man. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Again, we are back next Thursday when we talk AW Collision, which just went off the air. I want to say not too long ago. Um, as we're going to be covering that on Thursday. And of course, Dynamite, um, of course, more talks about MJF and Adam Cole, which, which, you know, I'm excited to get into as well as we get closer to all in. And of course, NXT, you know, and of course, NXT, more of the Judgment Day is, you know, there's going to be more Judgment Day now that Dominic is holding on to that North American Championship. So I'm sure you're going to yeah. see a lot more of that and a lot more talks about that moving forward. So that is going to be on Thursday. And we are back once again here next week talking Raw and SmackDown. And of course, make sure you guys stay tuned for SummerSlam, man. SummerSlam, that is in two weeks away. We will be doing a review show for that. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Hit that notification bell so that way you don't miss a single episode. Make sure you follow us on our social medias. Make sure you join our Facebook group and follow us on Instagram and TikTok. That is ruthless underscore talk. We are well over 650 um, on TikTok. So once again, to everybody that smashed that follow button, can't thank you guys enough. As well as Instagram. We, I believe, last time I checked, it was at 896. So we are just four, four followers from that 900 mark. So make sure you guys spread the word. Make sure you hit that follow button. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. Make sure you guys smash that follow button, you know, and stay tuned for more content and for more episodes to come. So, Brian, your final thoughts, my man, before we end the show. 
Uh, man, I mean, it, it, you know, a lot of stuff up in the air, um, you know, storyline-wise. I mean, you know, some things are intriguing. Some things are fucking baffling. Um, <laughs> right. You know, so I, I, I don't know, man. It, it, it's one of those things where I guess you can't, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. Um, unfortunately, sometimes it feels like there's a little bit more bad uh, than good. Um, so... I don't know, man. I mean, there's again, there's there's a lot of, of good wrestlers doing good shit. Um, sometimes it just it, I I don't know why they aren't highlighted more sometimes when it's it's obvious, you know. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see, man. Um, there, there's still there's still enough shit to keep me interested. So, you know, <laughs> I, I'll take what I can get. Habit and hope, man. That's all we. Yep. <laughs> that's all we got habit and freaking hope. So that is going to do it for today's episode. Everybody. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And your boys are signing off saying salute. Peace out and take care, everybody. Peace.